From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides in. And the dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here. Inside. The Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest is Neil Price, voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And anyone who knows me knows I'm a longtime Mississippi State fan, so there were a number of reasons I was very happy to have Neil Price join us inside the press box. I've been doing radio shows with Chris Stewart for 20-some-odd years and always been the sore thumb. I've always been the, the odd man out. I'm not a Bama guy, not an Auburn guy. I'm a Mississippi State guy, so it is with great pleasure But I welcome the voice of the Bulldogs, Neil Price, inside the press box. Neil, welcome, sir. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. I am dry. I am uh, uh, relatively warm. And uh, I'm in the press box with Chris and JD, and we are thrilled to have you with us, man. Good to be here. Good to be here. Good cold day. So, uh, you know, I hope folks are thawing out everywhere they are. Uh, We still... We're not quite thawed out and starting yet. We're getting closer, but uh, not quite as much ice on the ground today as we've had the last uh, probably three or four days here, and that's a welcome sign at this point. All right, first things first, bud. Um, And we've said we're going to talk things on this show. We're going to talk games. We're going to really have conversations that we normally have, as the name of the show indicates, inside the press box. So I got to know, what was that you posted on Twitter the other day? With onions and were those kidney beans? Not kidney beans. That's a Yankee thing. What in the world did you post? I, and I don't want to go, you know, Grandpa, what's for supper from Hee but what the heck was that the other day? Pinto beans and cornbread. You don't eat that in Alabama? Pinto beans? Yeah, I just, I couldn't tell. So it was pinto beans. With, with onions. Yeah. onions chopped up. Yeah. Mm. I'm just glad we weren't sharing the press box that night. <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures, man. It's been hey, maybe a call to hazmat. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Fire so the what, hole. T- there you go. Tell me about the schedule this week. I mean, what what's what's the deal with y'all? When are you playing again? And and uh we'll start there out before I ask you one about your team itself and flip it over to JD. Well, we're going to play Saturday. Uh, supposed to play Auburn today, and uh, 
Right. State's women were supposed to play Auburn today, too. And the airports, uh, both in town and, and out at GTR, have been shut down for the last few days because of all the ice that's been through here. So it wasn't possible to get the men's team to Auburn, and it wasn't possible to get Auburn's women's team to Starkville. So they just decided, along with a lot of other games, I think, in the league that got moved to today, uh, to just postpone them. And, you know, I don't know what the plan's going to be. It'll be made up. The good news is, is I think State and Auburn are two teams that haven't had any kind of postponement related to COVID or, or very minimal postponement, if, if any at all. So, you know, that open weekend that's sitting there prior to the SEC tournament looks like that might be a, a time that, you know, if they need to go in and green light this thing another day, they could do it. So Ole Miss is the next game, and that'll be Saturday at 5. And then uh, State's going to come home and play two against South Carolina and Alabama. And then uh, back on the road to play A&M. And then that Auburn game is going to factor in somewhere there at the end. I'll jump in real quick and uh, help translate for Neil. He mentioned GTR. That's Golden Triangle Regional Airport uh, for, again, all of us who, who are so familiar with Starkville, Columbus, West Point, the Golden Triangle area. You, you left off uh, hair, hair, care, hair care salon and tire center yeah, that from, from that description on it. So, and that's not Golden Triangle. That That's, that's Tuscaloosa. Hey, um, how tough is it? right now for for you guys as it is i'm sure for everybody to figure out which end is is up because you're planning for one game and more so the coaches our stuff is inconsequential but you're sitting there trying to prep for one opponent now you just got to ball that up throw it out the window i can't even imagine because like we're we got texas a&m was on the schedule for today they in played since january neil so I don't yeah. know how they're going to sort all this out because you're right. There's only there's a couple of us that are missed one, maybe two ball games, but you got others that have got a handful, and there there ain't time to make all those up. Well, and you know, states women are kind of in that situation. I think they've got uh, I think they got eight games. They got to try to find a way to play between now and the start of their tournament. And, and keep in mind that the women's tournament starts a week ahead of the men's tournament. You know, we're still finishing the regular season the week of the women's tournament. So yeah, there, there are a lot of teams that are going to have to be creative. I asked a question yesterday of someone who, who had a copy of the bylaws, uh, the league bylaws. And I said, you know, so here's my, here's my question. If we get to a point where we're going to have an uneven number of games, is this going to be like baseball? And we're just going to treat them like rainouts and say, okay, winning percentage is how we're going to seed the tournament. You know, Alabama, I think, is three games clear of, of the team behind them in second. So they've played 12 games. Okay, so so that would qualify any team to win the league championship as long as you play 12. And then <clears throat> behind that, if they can't make them up, you know, do they go to win percentage? That seems like that's probably going to be the fairest thing. And I'd love for everybody to get all their games in. But but I'm like you. There are some teams out there who have who have had to deal with COVID maybe more than, than anybody would like to, and uh, certainly more than anybody would like to. And, you know, there could be this scenario where we, we've got to seat them that way to make it work and get the tournament in and, and you know, try to try to sort this thing out as we head towards some kind of postseason. Neil Price is the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs joining us and right here with us inside the press box. 
He's up in Starkville, and of course, eleven and eleven for the Hoops team, five and eight in the conference. And I know it's a two-game home losing streak going into the pause game, and uh, you know, two losses, one to Vandy, one to LSU. Let, let's get on a uh, selfish note here, though. While a team has to hit pause and get ready to play the next one, we all know as broadcasters, Neil, you probably had beautiful uh, charts and all your research done for a game that now has to go into a drawer and you got to get ready for another one and, and you have all that work not ready to go. We, we kind of often give a broadcaster's perspective of things and that can be frustrating uh, when, when games get canceled. Well, you know, I, I've been fortunate in the respect that this is the only game that we've had so far that, that we've had to wait on. And Auburn was the only team uh, of the other 13 that I had not made a chart for just because state only plays them one time. So I had the chart made and I do everything on the front end in a real generic nature. So I keep all of them, but, and I keep copies of all of them. So, you know, the good news is, is that I'm, I'm way ahead of the game when state and Auburn do wind up playing, you know, some point later this year, but you know, with, with the rest of them, you know, it's kind of easy to pivot because there's already an old Miss chart that's that's you know at least got a foundation to it, and I'll go back and I'll look at what they've done in in the weeks since State played them, and I'll freshen it up a little bit, you know. And, and same thing with State, you know, you just you just adapt it, you know. So okay, we 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 can cross out the things that were related to Auburn, and we can just plug in you know the old Miss stuff there, and you're you're still kind of ahead of the game in that respect, you know, in, in this line of work, Mike, you know, this just like JD and Chris know it, you know, you're, you're always preparing in some way. It, it's not just, Oh boy, you know, here, here's old miss coming up on Saturday. Let's drop everything and only focus on what that one team that state's going to play has been doing to this point. It, that, that's just not a real practical way to go at it. You're always reading, you're always talking to people, you know, so you've got, you've got something to build off of and and that's kind of how this goes you go okay game's not going to happen so let's just turn and and, and move on to what's next and i'll be honest with you i I just thought we would have done this multiple times by now and this is the first time it's happened so we've been incredibly fortunate in that respect that we've not had to do this over and over and over and hey it's kind of like a tournament in some respects too okay you're, you're doing a game and the next day you're playing somebody else if your team's fortunate enough to win and you don't have all this time to sit around and really get in depth with it. You got less than 24 hours. So you just turn around and go. And, you know, that that's kind of how I, how I approach it. You know, I mean, just it's OK. What's next? You know, the, the old Jed Bartlett line. What's next? You know, so. Jim Ellis, uh, is he still doing baseball? This will be year number 42. Yes, uh, wow. and they were supposed to play tomorrow, and uh, that uh, has been bumped to at least Saturday. I haven't heard any update on, on whether or not, you know, they're, they're playing in Arlington right outside of Dallas, and obviously those folks are going through some weather-related and, and power grid issues of their own, you know, so I don't know if, if that's going to get moved again. But, yeah, Jim was uh, Jim's excited to start year number 42, and uh, if the team's playing in Arlington this weekend, he'll be there. They got uh, Mississippi State, Texas, TCU, and uh, Texas Tech out there. Were twelve and four when baseball got postponed last year, but had won five straight. I, I bring him up because obviously he's helped you get adjusted and uh, off to a great start as the voice of Mississippi State. Yesterday we got a guy on the the press box with us inside the press box, uh, Bob Kessling, and of course the the voice of Kentucky as well. In our very brief. Uh, br- uh, 
age of this show so far. Talk to me about your influences as a broadcaster, a play-by-play guy, because you've migrated through Tennessee into Kentucky. John Ward was an influence of you, as he was for Bob Kessling. Can you kind of give us the, the, the roadmap of, of, of your path to Mississippi State? Well, you bring up Bob Kessling, and and that's where it starts. I mean, I met Bob Kessling when I was 20 years old. Uh, I was doing junior college basketball in Morristown, Tennessee, at Walter State Community College. And uh, Bob was doing a a broadcasting camp at Tennessee at that point. And uh, I went, spent a week, um, and and that's where, you know, I I had an understanding, I think, of how to do a game at that point at at 20 years old. I'd done a bunch of them for someone my age at that time between what I'd done in high school and and obviously, you know, you're doing a doubleheader every night in basketball in junior college. So I'd done a lot of basketball games in those first two years, and I really didn't know how to build on it, I guess. Uh, didn't know how to tie in the preparation with what you actually do on the air and make those things work hand in hand. How, how maybe to, you know, to conduct myself as a better professional. And Bob Kessling gave me the foundation uh, and, and the knowledge to be able to do all those things. So, so it starts there. And I think if you were to ask me who's my biggest advocate in the business, who, who's my mentor, that's it, you know, hands down. Uh, I, I owe him just about everything because uh, every time I've had to have help, boy, he's been there, and uh, it, it's it's been uh, it, it's been a great friendship over the course of these last twenty years. No question about that. And a little surreal sometimes when State and Tennessee will play one another, and you realize that both of us are doing the same game. You know, we're at a stage in our careers we're doing the same game, and and he's one of the he's one of the guys I think that a, a whole another generation of people is going to look up to because. Those guys were John Ward and, you know, to a lesser extent, Kaywood Ledford, who was who was at the very end of his career when I finally, you know, first got kind of plugged into radio. Larry Munson, um, you know, all those guys, you know, that's Bob and Mick Hubert and Eli. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of <clears throat> kind of cool uh, in, in that respect that, you know, you can see how these guys have impacted people too. And I can tell that story over and over, but yeah, John Ward's another one. Uh, I grew up listening to John. Uh, I can remember being 11 years old. Dad and I were out on a Saturday, uh, driving out highway 25 E between Morristown and Newport, Tennessee. And there's a Tennessee game on and I'm listening to John and Bill Anderson. And I just had this, this moment at 11 years old. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And, and I think just John had this, energy and ability to create drama and great command of the English language far, far better than I'll ever have. Uh, and it just drew you in as a listener and all those guys of his era had that. Um, it's just, uh, they, they're great people to be influenced by and to learn from. And the first job I ever had working in radio was a little 5,000 watt radio station, WCRK in Morristown, Tennessee. They carried Tennessee games. So, you know, 16 years old, I'm going in there and I'm, I'm watching the board basically playing the local spots in these Tennessee broadcasts. And it's like a master class because you get to listen to John Ward and Bill Anderson do football. And you get to listen to John who, who did basketball by himself uh, throughout my lifetime. Uh, and and was fantastic. Doesn't get far enough credit for for how good a basketball broadcaster he was because football is such a a, a big animal uh, at Tennessee. But 
yeah, uh, that those two are where it starts. And, and a really cool moment to tie those two guys together. Um, John John passed about uh, I don't know. It's been two and a half years ago, probably now. And uh, you know, probably three months, I guess, before that, I was I was back home and went to Knoxville and uh, had lunch with Bob. And he said, "Hey, we're going to go over and see John today." And I hadn't seen John Warden forever. He didn't remember me. You know, I mean, I've met him a handful of times, but not enough. He would have known who I was. And we went to visit with John and spent about a half hour, 40 minutes with him, probably. And, uh, you know, I, I told him on the way out, I got to stop and shake his hand. And I said, hey, I just want you to know you you don't understand this, maybe, or, or, or you you obviously don't know me like, you know, Bob, but you had a big role in me being where I am today because you provided that spark for an 11 year old kid who, who found out that day what he wanted to do with his professional life. And, and I'm eternally grateful for that. And it's a cool deal when you can look your heroes in the eye and you tell them, thank you. And, and that's one of those things that, that I'll never forget. And then three months later, you know, he, he's gone. And, uh, you know, I, again, a guy I didn't know personally, uh, a guy that I met a handful of times before I get you know, through football and basketball season. Sometimes I think, man, I miss him, you know, just because you can't turn the radio on and hear him anymore. It's like you can't turn it on and hear Kaywood anymore. You can't turn it on and hear uh, Jack in Starkville anymore. You know, it's uh, those guys were, were really a part of a lot of people's lives because you were with them day in and day out through football and basketball. We got about three minutes left with Neil Price, the voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Real quick, uh, how's it looking for your team? We talked about struggles with schedule and everything, but there've been some real, there've been some lows, but there've been some highs. And I'm telling you, nobody's played Alabama more tough, more physical than Mississippi State has. And we got to play you again here in another couple of weeks. So, but how does it look for the dogs down the stretch? Well, you know, the, it's it's interesting. I think that Alabama game, if you're just talking about, you know, purely records, that that's the toughest game left on the schedule, I think, for Mississippi State. And then, you know, you look at the other four, and you think, well, they they could they could easily win all four, or the way the league's been this year, they could easily lose all four. You know, they got to go on the road. They got, I think, three of the last five are on the road. So I mentioned South Carolina and Alabama are at home. Uh, they're going to have to go to Ole Miss. That'll be a tough place to play, but they've had some success there. And there are guys on this team who have won a game in Oxford. Um, they'll have to go to Auburn, which is always tough, and and they'll have to go back and play Texas A&M. And you talked about how physical maybe State played, how tough they played against Alabama over there. That A&M's kind of that team w- with State in some respects. They came to Starkville and played their game, slowed it down, were physical, really worked the glass hard, uh, you know, so that's a tough way to kind of end up, especially in that last road game, knowing that you may be playing that one to, to decide whether you're playing on Thursday or whether you're going to have to drop back into that game on Wednesday night now, you know, so there, there's a lot to play for, I guess, is the thing. And, and hopefully this extended time off has been a time for, for the state team to kind of come together, talk about what it's going to take, finding a way to be the very best that they can be in these last five games and try to make some kind of run. The voice of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Neil Price, our guest here inside the Press Box. To find our daily radio show, just visit PressBoxRadio.com. 
Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the press box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at pressboxradio.com. Until next time, for my partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.